0: Duke Brooks here at the Federation for American Immigration Reform, Radio Row, an annual event with uh, talkers like myself. And with me now, Ira Melman, media director for the Federation for American Immigration uh, Reform. Ira, we've been on the air before. How are you? Thank you for coming by. And thank you for coming down to do this. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. I, I guess I'm somebody who simply doesn't believe that... A natural born American citizen living in this country has some kind of an obligation to make a sacrifice to enable unskilled, illiterate, non-English speaking third world people coming into the country as if they have more rights than we do
1: well you know it has nothing to do with where they're coming from or whether they're illiterate or all these other things Understand. it has to do with whether they abide by the laws of the United States and whether the laws of the United States make sense for the people of the United States and that's really been the problem we have laws on our books that are ostensibly there to protect the interest and security of the American people but our leaders don't seem to recognize that the american people are the primary stakeholders in us immigration policy. Uh, they you know they're acting like it is, you know, our immigration policy is there to serve everybody else in the world except the american people. It does. And it, you know what we are trying to do is drive home the point to the american people and also to our elected officials that no Uh, Immigration is a public policy. It is supposed to serve the public interest. And if it's not doing that and the public clearly feels that it's not doing that, we need to make some changes.
0: Now, do you yourself speak directly with any legislators on this issue? I,
1: you know, I generally don't do the government relations and I talk, you know, with the media. Uh, But, you know, we are a big organization. Well, not a big organization. We we are a multifaceted organization. We have people who are up there on Capitol Hill. Uh, We have people working in state legislatures across the country as well.
0: Mm. Now, um, when you speak with media as, I mean, almost no one would disagree with this, the majority of people that work in media and broadcast and entertainment in this country are themselves liberal Democrats. Uh, I mean, I've worked in this business since 72, and very rarely have I met conservatives until I started on talk radio. But what did they say to you? Is it basically, oh, F-A-I-R, you're a bunch of racist bigots? Is that kind of what you... Not
1: really. I mean, okay. there's the occasional person like that. But for the most part, you know, these are professionals, and even if they do have biases, it's usually more that they don't really understand all the multifaceted aspects of this issue. And, you know, what we have to do is try to have a civil conversation about this, you know, in general. Uh, political discourse in the United States has deteriorated. You know, it used to be, here's why I think I'm right and you're wrong. Now it's, I'm righteous, you're evil, and here's why you're the spawn of Satan. Yeah. And, and you know, if you take the time to talk to people, they may not always agree with you, but, you know, they, they realize that it's not a, you know, a 100 issue. It's, you know, maybe 55-45, and, the, you know, they tilt one way, you know, you might tilt the other way. You know, but these are important issues that we need to be able to discuss civilly so that we can come to some kind of consensus about how we're going to proceed.
0: I don't know if a civil conversation can be held with people whose ideas include smashing windows, setting cars on fire, throwing bricks at people, hitting people on the head with a bicycle lock, and shouting down anybody that disagrees this, with
1: them. No, no you can't. And, and Look, I mean, there's probably you know fringes on both sides of the political spectrum. They mm. should just be excluded from any conversation. They're not even worth talking to because they do precisely the sorts of things that you're talking about. Yeah. But the 80% in the middle. You know, even if you end up disagreeing at the end of the day, you at least recognize, you know, that they have some some valid points that they're making. It's not good versus evil. It's, you know, it's kind of more right versus wrong, better versus worse. Uh, You know, that's where we've got to take all all political discussion in this country if we ever hope to get anything accomplished.
0: Many on the left are trying to position this issue as being an issue surrounded by racism, bigotry, et cetera, or Less than that, it's uh, oh, uh, nobody will do the jobs that immigrants are willing to do. That really isn't true, no, is it? No, not at all.
1: No. Uh, you know, we had one of the border patrolmen here saying, "Look, illegal is not a race. Uh, you yeah. know, it is something that people do. You break the law. It doesn't matter what your race or ethnicity is." Hmm. Uh, and, you know, th- this idea that we need illegal aliens to do jobs that Americans won't do, that there are no jobs that Americans won't do. No, there there aren't. are wages and working conditions that they will not accept. Americans do all kinds of difficult jobs in this country, but they expect a fair compensation from their employers. And we have created a system that allows the employers to bypass American workers, to use illegal aliens to do jobs that have to be stopped. That has to be stopped. It's got to be stopped. And all it is, it's not cheap labor it's subsidized labor. It's cheap to the direct employer. The mm-hmm. direct employer gets a low wage worker. Everybody else then has to pay for the education of kids, provide the health care, provide all the human services that these workers and their families need, but can't afford on the meager wages that they're being paid. So we're paying for it out of a different pocket. You're not you know. getting anything on the cheap. It's simply coming out of a different pocket. And as we all know, when you get the government involved in dispensing these services, oh, it's going to cost you a lot oh. more than if you just pay for it honestly in the first place.
0: And it's to be completely inefficient as well. Ira, I know you have a, a meet Thank you so much for being with us, my friend. We'll speak again. I hope so. I'd, I'd like to have you on the air again as, uh, you know, as the Trump administration moves forward and doing the things that he promised he would do. And frankly, I believe the guy, his record so far isn't bad.
1: Okay. Anytime. Okay. Pleasure to do it. Thanks. Thank you,
0: sir.